You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, my final guest this evening is Suzanne Campbell, who a few years ago had a brilliant idea to set up the Irish Food Writing Awards. The 2023 awards took place just a few weeks ago, and I'm delighted to have Suzanne join us now to tell us all about them. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Suzanne, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to me today about the Irish Food Writing Awards. I'd say you're absolutely exhausted because the third one has just passed there a few weeks ago. Tell us all why you started the awards in the first place three years ago. I suppose it came out of an awareness that, uh, first of all, the, there was no award scheme for food writers in the country or content makers. And I'm a guild of, sorry, I'm a member of the Food Writers Guild and also the Agricultural Journalism Guild. And we have a great awards, an Ag Journalist Awards, um, every two years. And it's a great way for us to meet up. We all work on different productions in, in, in terms of broadcast media or papers. And it's a great way to meet up, uh, meet your colleague, colleagues, put in work. If it gets awarded, you know, it, it does. And if it doesn't, it's it's no big deal. It's more about sort of um, keeping that community robust. And um, I knew that we had none on the food side. And during the pandemic, um, I would have lost a lot of work, like a lot of people did. I couldn't travel for quite a big period and go on the road, which is really what I do for RT, um, going around to farms and food producers. And we were curtailed in doing that. And it, it, that came back gradually. We sort of did a lot of work remotely then. But during that time when I wasn't working that much, I said, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to set up an award scheme for people writing about food, both food on the plate and also food producers because obviously in Ireland that's such a massive part of our economy and so it would kind of merge with a little bit of farming content and also restaurant writing so that's kind of an unusual mix in Ireland we didn't have any scheme or any body that um, I suppose those people could could join writing about quite different things but all in the food arena and drink of course um, so I set up during the pandemic. I literally opened an Instagram account, a Twitter account. I put the words up, food writing awards. And then I asked um, Paul O'Connor, a colleague of mine who's involved in hospitality. And I know he runs how to, he knows how to run events and do big things where, you know, 400 people come. I don't know anything about that, and I still don't. <laughs> so he does a large part of that for me and are, are with me. And um, then I just asked, I had a lot of connections with journalists in the UK and overseas. I asked them to judge it because I felt Ireland is too small a community to do it. And uh, and there off we went, and people submitted work in the first year. Um, we had our first awards in Fallon and Burn, I think in September of 2021. It was a massive success. Everybody absolutely loved us. And uh, yeah, we've just done the third year now. You kind of have skipped over the judges there. There's a very, very prestigious list of judges. You used uh, the the Guild of Food Writers in the UK as nearly like a, a template. And you've got lots of contacts there. So tell us about the judges because, wow, they are all amazing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I've been lucky enough in my years 
uh, reporting and traveling to, I suppose, England and the States and dealing with different food writers and journalists that I was able to just get in touch with people. And then other people who I know in the food sector were enormous, enormous help and just said, um, oh, you must, you know, ring my pal Fiona Beckett, the wine writer. So she's our wine judge. I had met Tom Parker Bowles in Belfast, um, had a few drinks with him once, got in touch with him. He said, yeah, I'd be delighted to judge. Rene Redzepi came through a friend of mine in France. Um, and then Coleman Andrews in New York, I had met and interviewed before after he wrote his very important book on Irish food called The Country Cooking of Ireland back in 2009. So I've, I always keep in touch with people. And um, also, I think one thing that really helped was right at the beginning, I got in touch with Charlotte Pike, who's a food writer in the UK. And at that time, like I didn't know Charlotte, but at the time she was chair of the UK Guild of Food Writers. And they have a very prestigious awards. And I said, if you wouldn't mind, could you give me some direction on, on how you do it? She was so, so kind. And because of Charlotte's help, I felt more confident to go forward. You know, and she said, I'll help judge it and I'll help get people for you. And people were just amazing. Everybody just jumped on board. The only person that said no was actually Nigella Lawson um, because she was too busy. But every other single person we've asked it just says yes. Like this year, we got two new big food writers like Felicity Cloak, uh, Mina Holland from The Guardian. It's just, I think, this huge goodwill. And I suppose we have a good record. And the other really important thing is we pay people. So for me, this was so important because I think as a journalist, you're so often asked for your time. People go, oh, can I meet you to talk over this and you're there for three hours? Or can I ring you to talk about this or that or the other? And people rarely value your time and the expertise that you've chalked up all those years sort of in the food and drink industry. And I just felt like journalists need to be paid for their time properly. And I'm asked to judge things a lot. And I really turned down a lot of it now. Um, so I said to all the judges, we will pay you generously for your time. And we do. And it's probably actually the single biggest cost of the awards. But it is so, so worth it. I believe like if you pay people properly, you get expertise and you get goodwill. And it's a part of balancing that gap where journalists often don't get paid for their expertise and work. So um, that's why we've amazing people on board and we keep them on board and they come over. Um, usually every year we have a bunch of them come over. We had Dan Saladino come over this year from BBC's food program, who's like probably one of the preeminent investigative journalists on food. Um, really anywhere and he was massively generous with his time I've got to know Dan and he's in the middle of writing a new book so it's become a community that's not just in Ireland but abroad as well you know I'm judging Canada this year I think we had one in Germany before and uh, more in France so it's a brilliant gang of people yeah it's worked really well. And that social side of the evening is really important not only for the Irish journalists to get to spend some time with each other because I think we're all guilty of maybe thinking we know somebody because we know them through social media so to be yeah. able to, to meet them in person is great and then some of the judges that come over it's also brilliant to have that opportunity to to meet them and start to build up that relationship with them but coming back to what you're saying about journalists not being paid enough for, for what they do or not being recognized for their skill, their knowledge and their expertise. The awards has actually opened up doors 
through commissions for writing of some of the winners? Yeah, I mean, that's been a real win for us. You know, I certainly know that some of our UK judges have been brought back over to Ireland to cover food and drink here um, to go out in titles in the UK. Um, we also have our beer judge, Richard Quasdale, who lives in um, Scotland, and he is the editor of Ferment, which is the UK's biggest beer magazine. He's, he's a lovely chap. He came over to our first awards and he had such a great time. Oh, he said, I have to come back here. And I didn't really know much about your craft beer scene. So he actually commissioned a whole edition of the magazine on Ireland, which was so valuable. And he commissioned, I think, four or five Irish writers um, who were happened to be award finalists that year and involved in the awards. And he knew their work um, to write pieces about food and beer pairings, about uh, small craft breweries, about the history of brewing in Ireland. So like the, 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 the payback is massive in that way you know it it disseminates i suppose a lot of what's going on in food and drink in this really soft way to um to other countries and 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 to to they bring back um those lessons like the first two years we had a judge who didn't judge for us this year adrian miller in the, in the us who writes he, he's a black american he writes about soul food and the, and the history of of black food in the us and how it's been really sidelined, you know, and he came over and he'd never been to Ireland before. He knows no one that's from Ireland and he absolutely loved it. He came back to America and he was just going, wow, I've just been to this really bizarre place like Ireland where they have such fun. They have a culture very like almost kind of ours in some ways in that kind of rural southern um, African-American culture. And uh, where it's music, it's fun. Um, and he just interacted with what we do here in a completely different way. So it's really fascinating to see how the judges from different countries, who are all journalists and authors, um, how it affects them coming here or engaging with the writers here. And then, you know, how that it connects them to Irish food in the long run, which is, I suppose, what the aim of it all is as well. How many categories are there, Suzanne? Because I'd say the number of categories has grown from year one because the categories in themselves, you've mentioned beer, for example, the categories are very much aligned with what is happening in the food and drink industry. It is. And the first year, I think we had 17. And this year, I think we had 21. So we added a really important one in last year. And I think we're going to have to even split it again which is TikTok, Instagram. So much, so much communication on food is now online. And it's really interesting because we have a category on food blogs and that would have been hugely important and uh, in I suppose 10, five years ago, but now I suppose shorter format content is probably dominating that. And blogs have become a kind of a different animal, more long format writing in a way, more discursive because people are doing like 30 second recipes or 15 second recipes on TikTok. So a lot of cookery communication has moved to Insta and TikTok, a lot of re a restaurant reviewing. Um, but within TikTok and Insta, there's even different strands. So, you know, people were talking to me about should drinks writers have a separate online category because a lot of them don't write for broadsheets and don't write for print. And that's a very good point. So some of them would have been in those um, online categories, but do they need a separate category? So it's continually evolving. 
how the mediums change, we have to respond to that. We also split a category this year on food writing, which we got so many entries in. It is always one of the biggest um, categories. And we had to split it into restaurant writing because of the amount of entries over half were about chefs, restaurant culture, restaurant trends, whereas the, really the other half of the class and the entrance were really about food production and, I suppose, food producers. And we felt we weren't really judging like with like, so we separated that category and made a new award there. So, and it's just, it has to keep developing, you know, and keep changing to, I suppose, mirror the work that people are doing. We couldn't talk about the TikTok Insta award without talking about the judge, Andy Clark, who has made such an impact on everybody. Andy is amazing. I, I'm trying to even think how I got Andy. I think Andy, Andy messaged me and said, I'm a friend of Fiona Beckett's and my, and my husband is Irish. Can I judge? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a drinks expert. So Andy, if people don't know, is a drinks reporter on Alan Titchmarch's ITV One show, which is a very, very big show. And he also is a drinks author and he's a drinks expert on, I suppose, craft drinks in the UK and also when you're a drinks actor here. So he's very flamboyant character. He's brilliant with people. He loves that category. He really knows how to communicate well. I mean, oh my God, if you ever wanted a masterclass in communication, Andy is it. He in fact has a huge pedigree in food and drink broadcasting. He was one of the producers himself and James Martin in fact developed BBC's Saturday Kitchen and they came up with the format they executed it and he was series producer for quite a few years on that show so he really knows his stuff he was also then a producer on Jamie Oliver for many many years and he was only filming quite recently with Jamie again and he knows absolutely everybody there is no one he doesn't know in the UK food scene and even more internationally than that you know um, so he's been a fabulous um, person to have on board. He loves a bit of crack. He loves a, bit, a good night out. And I suppose what we offer is a gang of people who write about food who can have a night out and where we're not working at an awards, but also the interaction with people from other countries. And I think that's what makes it really, really special. And it makes it feel like a real party because they bring something different to it when they travel over. Yeah, and Andy is so approachable. Absolutely. I mean... If you ever wanted, um, I suppose, to 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 look at someone who has made, I suppose, communications and food and drink work, you know, he's also worked with some of our sponsor companies to help promote their drinks in the UK, like um, Cool Swan, the um, drink made in Cavan by uh, Mary Sadler and her family. An absolutely amazing drink. Like Andy has brought that to the UK and, and, and used it in cocktails, you know brought that kind of link between Irish farms and milking herds into the drinks industry. He can really put things together so seamlessly and, you know, really tell a story with great passion. And I suppose he's an example of someone that has really made a career for himself in food and drink reporting. And I, I think, you know, those examples aren't always around. We, we see chefs and celebrity chefs, but we don't see food and drink reporters who are um, obviously mm -hmm. who are well known. And he, he's been fantastic at that. And the other award that I feel we should we should talk about is the Achievement Award that Kristen Jansen received last year. And it went to John and Sally McKenna this year. I think Pat Whelan might have come up with that award. Well-known butcher. I suppose I know him for a long time. From probably going down to Tipperary um, for the Orchie Countrywide, the, the program I normally report for, and um, and discovering him through tip food producers along with Contrast, 
um, along with a great gang of people down there in that region that were probably one of the first county groups um, that brought producers together and really kind of put their name on the map. And Pat got wind that myself and Paul were going to do an awards for food writers. And he literally rang Paul and said, I will help you whatever you want. He was just the most amazing person. He's so generous with his time and his resources. And he said, I'll sponsor an award. So I think it came about that he would do um, an outstanding achievement. And it's an award, I suppose, that marks outstanding achievement in food writing for that year, you know, in general. So you don't have to be a person with a massive pedigree in food and drink, journalism or writing, but it tends to have sort of gone that way. Chris and Jensen won it last year for Blaster Books, which was kind of funny because <laughs> she had really changed, I suppose, the publishing landscape in, in Irish books so radically. And, and Blaster, these small format books, she also has Nine Bean Rose, where the, the, the books are bigger format, more kind of um, heavier tomes, if you like. But she had done so much that we said, oh, we'll definitely give her the Outstanding Achievement Awards. What do you think, Pat? You know, because he he he's part of that decision as well. And he said, oh, I think that's a great idea. And then um, she had entered a couple of books in the cookbook category. And uh, Jay Rayner, who was the cookbook judge at the time with um, Annie Gray, his co-presenter on BBC, he got back to me and said, I think Chris and Jensen should win outright for series one of Blaster Books, win cookbook of the year for those four books, because what she's doing is so special. So then myself and Paul were like, oh, God, so she's now won two big awards. But like, let's just go with it, because like what she has done was so special. So we went, OK, so she's won the cookbook and all the writers will share in the cookbook award and we really still wanted to give her the Outstanding Achievement Award. So that was how we did it. And then it was so emotional when she won the Outstanding Achievement Award. And it was such a special day. And then this year, obviously, um, the McKennas were someone we had wanted to, you know, we'd kept them in the frame of someone that were obviously, you know, really kind of beacons of food and drink writing and communication and guidebooks in terms of bringing people around Ireland to great places to eat, whether they were little she beans, little cafes, food trucks, hotels. And they really, I suppose, drilled into that thing of food and drink doesn't have to be in posh places. And that would have really, I suppose, where we are now in how we present our food and drink culture would have been what they were doing probably about 10 years ago, because before that, I think all of us believed that the only good food and drink in Ireland was to be found in kind of high-end places and high-end restaurants. And that has really been turned in its head. And they were really part of that change. So it was very obvious that they were some of that we wanted to award. And then this year it just felt like the right year. And they'd also entered. We discussed it afterwards, myself and John and Sally, and we said, you know, We'll work together a bit more in kind of looking at categories and looking at things. So they're going to stay kind of on board with us, if you were, if you like, and um, interact a bit more with the awards and 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 look at what shape it can have because things can always improve. And I'm I'm really very serious about that. That, like we were saying earlier, as as media changes and formats change, you need to respond to that. But also different things happen that are unexpected or you might take it a new direction or add other things or take away categories or whatever, maybe add different judges. So um, something like that has, you know, having their having them across it is really wonderful as well.
So they're nearly like brand ambassadors for you. Well, they might be. I mean, they, they're tremendously busy. I know they're stepping back a little bit from a lot of their festival stuff, but I just think they have a very good eye on the industry in general from having been in it for so long, you know? I mean, I don't come from a background where I write about food on the plate at all, you know, never did. Um, so I'm a farming journalist, really, but that has brought me, I suppose, into writing about food. And also I lived a lot of time abroad and ate in beautiful places and I have a grow for, for great food, but it's not something I do professionally. So I think to have people who write about food and hospitality engaged with us um, is, is very important. And, you know, it's such a vast area. I mean, we've also, you know, we didn't talk about it. We've the photography awards, you know, we've the um, uh, online content, like we were saying, it is, it is a vast kind of, um, area of content to try and judge and separate you know you often have people that are bloggers that are brilliant photographers that are writing in national newspapers that also maybe have a podcast you know it's it's become so multifaceted and multi-stranded and it's changing and developing all the time congratulations on three great years so far and i've no doubt it's going to continue to go from strength to strength i know from being involved in events that there is a huge amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to make events like this um as good as, as what yours are so continued success with it suzanne and thanks a million for talking to me about it Thanks, Sharon. It's lovely to chat to you. And thanks for coming and thanks for supporting us. You know, you guys who support the awards are the only reason it takes place. And of course, all the writers that enter. So it really is, you know, all the little bits that fit together. The judges, the writers that are, and, and food content makers that enter, even if they don't win. Um, the, the you know, the, the people who serve the food. It was Gather and Gather who did such a lovely job this year at the RDS. Um, everybody, the judges, everybody who chips in, the, the sponsor companies who sponsor an award each, they all make it happen, you know, so it's a massive team effort and uh, yeah, I'm just delighted and, and looking forward to year four You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM